Welcome back to another Valar Podcastus. I am Dan DeBooth, your host, and again, we are joined by Dean Thomas at Dean On Air on Twitter. We are discussing episode five of season seven. Only two left after this one. They're setting up some pretty cool stuff. The episode is called East Watch, and we're going to discuss everything from Littlefinger's stalking. Watch out for one of Dean's trademark self-made DIY sound effects for that one. The return of Gendry, and we're going to kick it off with a discussion about Jamie managing to somehow swim out of the river in his full suit of armour and the physics behind that. Let's get into it. This is Valar Podcastus. Good, huh? Good episode. I told you, didn't I, that um, the episode would start with Jamie coming out of the water going... (gasps) (gasps) I told you. By the way, get... Stuffed. Okay, are we not used to this by now? Like, ah. Arya can get stabbed over and over again in the stomach and she's fine. Like, whereas a guard can get hit in the face with a hammer dead instantly. Like, Do you remember when we were getting our swimming certificates and that day where you have to wear full all clothing the clothes? to simulate yeah. a boat going And that down. wasn't, you didn't even have a gold hand. A gold hand, full <laughs> armour. And uh, and so far away from the battle as well. Are you kidding me? I, I'm just over, like, I, I could get angry about that, but I don't anymore. No point in getting angry because it was it. still cool. And, uh, you know, you just make scenarios up in your head that make sense. Like, maybe they were just getting breaths, uh, yeah. you know, sporadically. Maybe they- it was the camera angle. It wasn't as deep as it looked. I don't know. But here's the thing is I, I remember in Game of Thrones where when characters did things, it would have massive and brutal consequences, yes. right? Like a tiny decision could affect the whole kingdom and things could go horribly wrong just from one person's bad decision. And yep. now it's like you can literally pick up a lance and charge at a dragon and then fall into the water in a full suit of armour and just, you know, be back at King's Landing in 15 minutes. Also, would Khaleesi not be a little bit curious about recovering the body yeah. oh. of Jamie Lannister? Absolutely. And and I'll tell you another thing. I bet you the next time that she sees him or hears about him, mm. she won't go, what? Mm. He's alive, but he should have drowned. Oh, I'm such a bad leader. It'll just be taken for granted. Go, oh, it's Jamie Lannister. You well, think there would be some sort of reaction. Like, she obviously, in that moment, would go, wow, one of the most important people has been killed. Exactly. I mean, was Tyrion flipping out that his brother was dead? Hey, if you're launching a war campaign, what a brief to have the body, the, the head. Oh, heads on spikes. Whatever happened to good old-fashioned heads on spikes? Can we spike a head around here already? <laughs> what am I going to do to get a head spiked? Wow. It I was, know. But, you know, again, you're right. It's the coolest it's show just... and we just accept this stuff. And let's we've got the whinge out now. <laughs> and we can move on, right? Because what else are we going to do? I know. And it's like right now the the authors can just do whatever they want. Yeah. If they want to set something up, they can just make it happen. And if the next scene they want it to be over with, it can be over with. Totally. It just is It's a little bit frustrating. I feel like nowadays if we went back and we watched the first few seasons of Game of Thrones, we'd be a little shocked. We'd go, I mean, you know. Up and there weren't even dragons until the end of the first series. It was yeah. all about small council and Ned and and scheming and Littlefinger and all this sort of stuff. Subtlety. Subtlety. And now it's just dragons. On the flip side. It's cool. Well, I was going to say on the flip side, the nudity has gone in the other direction. Yeah, we haven't seen uh, boobies or dong in a while. Exactly. It's kind of gone from like heaps of unsubtle, like blatant nudity, but really subtle scheming to now like. Hardly any nudity, but 
just huge war scenes it's and like, everyone's fine no matter what they do. It's like Michael Bay is consulting. Yeah. <laughs> it's all becoming a bit real for Tyrion, isn't it? Like, especially when Khaleesi had uh, the troops all round up to give him that yeah. ultimatum. He's really struggling with war. Mm. Should mm. he have not have thought about this? Um, I don't know. What do you reckon? I think it's surprising that he's so mortified by death all of a um, sudden. Yeah, well, maybe he's thinking he's cast his lot with the wrong side. And seeing all your family's crest charred over and over, it's going to affect you, I guess. He doesn't really have much of an option, though. Yeah. He's kind of got, on the one hand, side with Daenerys and all this slaughter. On the other hand, side with Cersei and die, and she's just as bonkers as the best of them. So True. He's kind of got to just stick in the middle, like what someone like, say, Davos is doing, where it's like, look, I've just got to stay in the middle and mm. try and be the best I can every day. True. And Khaleesi is showing... I thought she showed a bit more humanity in this episode. Well, I don't know. I mean, I did notice, and I don't know if they've been doing this recently, but they're using the Sons of the Harpy theme for her. Right. So when, when she used to get under attack in Marine, and it was like the guys in the golden masks who were like knifing people, it would always be like... Like that. And now they're using that for her, like when she was burning them alive. Oh, crap. Yeah. It's interesting. I'm I'm still, well, I'm still not prepared to go 100% on my evil Daenerys theory. In her speech, she was like, Cersei will tell you that I'm a monster as she stands in front of a monster. Literal monsters. Who chars two of them. (laughs) Very interesting. Who would you side with if you had to side with either Daenerys or Cersei? I mean, surely you'd side with Daenerys. You'd, surely. You'd have to, because growing up with Cersei, you would have witnessed her do so many evil things. And she blatantly blew up like a city. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, it's, it's one thing to flame your enemy's supply in true. a battlefield, but to blatantly blow up an entire city? That was full terrorism. Yeah. Full terrorism. The other one who's really caught in the middle is Jamie. Yes. And I feel like after that battle... You know, he's then come back to Cersei being like, look, we've, we've, if we can't beat him, join him kind of thing. He's broken a bit, isn't he? Yeah. And then he meets Tyrion. He was and then he's angry. Yeah. Initially really angry. But then when Tyrion really got emotional and said, dad hated me, he didn't side yeah. with him. But he certainly backed off the anger a bit and thought, okay, fair enough. I get it, but I can't say that. I'm still mad at you. Yeah. You little shit. Everyone seems to be playing him. And then Cersei is like, yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll side with Daenerys, sure. And he's like, oh, good. That's, you know, that's a good, it's a win. And she's like, for the baby. Wasn't that a nice moment when the sister told the brother that they're expecting? But we're going to get used to it. Well, do you think she really is? Oh, I'd never considered that she wouldn't be. Well, obviously obviously she's scheming something with Kyburn because they keep having these secret little meetings, right? Mm. And... If there's one thing that's going to make Jamie side with you, yes. it's going to be that I've got your kid in my tum-tum. And then she gave him that chilling warning while they were embracing oh, yes. after the good news. Do never betray me again. Yeah, it's like, oh, oh man, I think you've really... I, I, it's exactly what you would say in that position mm. to get that person to come back to your team. Cersei's not pregnant. You heard it here first. You know, he's been palling around with Tyrion. He's starting to come around to Daenerys's wife. Baby, though. Mm, blood blood <laughs> thicker than water. Yeah. 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 You're going to kill your baby, are you, idiot? Yeah. That's what she can say. Not like that, though. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, they'll probably finesse the dialogue a little bit. <laughs> uh, wow. So, yeah, that's that's my... That was what I was wondering. Because I, I don't trust her. 
No one should ever trust her. And I loved when Jamie finally got to tell her that Elena killed uh, Joffrey, then she didn't believe it. And yeah. then he raised that really good point. If you're Elena, who would you kill? Correct. Would yeah. you want your own granddaughter with Joffrey? And yeah. then Cersei's like, oh, God, you're right. And then she was like, oh, well, you should have bloody made her suffer more then. Yeah. And that's what we thought. Remember we were talking about like that idea of after he gave her the poison and then she confessed, you think he would have just knifed her through, but he didn't. didn't so he's all over the place. He is all over the place. He's up for grabs. He's on the fence. He is. He's anyone's man. Yes. You just got to treat him nice. And Love. I think that's what Cersei is doing with the kid. I think she's going to win him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't think she has a kid. Oh, we, this is on record, so you'll be a hero if that's the case. We'll <laughs> replay this audio. And then I reckon that obviously, you know, after a while, they're going to be like, oh, when's yeah. the baby coming? Is I think that, I can is, see a bump. They're just a cushion you've got shoved up your shirt there. <laughs> so she'll have to deal with that somehow. So she'll either go full bonkers and be like, I did it. I did it for you. I did it for love. And they'll be and, like, yeah. And then he'll be like, that's not good enough. And then she'll be like, why don't you love me? And then she'll leave and she'll go, how are we going to kill him? Yeah. He's a problem now. She's evil. Mm. I loved it when Jon Snow got to have a bit of Pat that. Pat that giant dog in the park. That was nice. <laughs> um, what do you reckon the significance of him touching the dragon is? Just peace. Because. Like the dragon knows him, I feel like. Maybe because they're related. Oh, yeah. If Daenerys is Jon's auntie, then yeah. that would make. What's, what's your auntie's kids? Your cousins. They oh. would be cousins. <laughs> Dragon's his cousin. <laughs> So rather than uh, Daenerys controlling him because she was on the dragon at that point, mm. you're saying you, you suspect that he could sense something within John. Yeah, maybe. Bit of both because she maybe. wouldn't let him just smoke him. No, of course not. She has to say the magic word. Which is smoke him. Dracarius oh, yeah, in Valyrian. <laughs> English smoke him. Dick on gone. <laughs> yep. Poor bugger. To be honest, we never really got to know him that much. And he never showed promise as a character, did he? Yeah, but there is still one Tali remaining. Our favourite. Our favourite, Sam. Little runaway. Yeah. I like how he's being rebellious by learning more. <laughs> Amazing. So, we're going all over the place, but we I'm are. pretty cool with that. Mm. Um, we've learned that the Citadel is even more obsessed with shit. What? Yeah. They're just obsessed with turds. Yeah, what? Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's a good way to learn about how the body functions. And yeah. if you're into that, nice what? to have a big university to cover for it. <laughs> Maybe it's just a whole bunch of like people who are just really obsessed with like <laughs> two girls, one cup videos. <laughs> and they've now just built a university as a smoke screen yeah. for really just being able to study turds all day. <laughs> um, it wouldn't surprise me. But did you, so were you listening carefully mm -hmm. when uh, Gilly was reading her book out loud while Sam was trying to concentrate. Yeah, the stats about the stairs and the windows. And yes. what did I miss? What did I miss? The mention of the marriage annulment. Yeah, what significance did that have? Someone called Prince Reggae lost, had their marriage annulled so they could remarry someone else. In secret. Uh, Daenerys's brother, Prince Rhaegar. Oh, marrying. Explain this. Why am I? Why I'm trying to let you put the pieces together in your head. Last season, we got a flashback to the Tower of Joy where Ned's, young Ned Stark was seeing his sister give birth. His sister, Lyanna Stark. That's a Stark. Mm -hmm. Around about the same time, Prince Rhaegar had his marriage annulled. Okay, so didn't she Prince die? Rhaegar Targaryen. Yeah, she died, but she still gave birth to the kid. And if just before he'd had his marriage annulled, he probably married someone. Oh. 
a, a Targaryen, oh. a Stark. Wow, cool. And Gilly says it, and Sam's just like, oh, would you shut up? I'm trying to do real work here. So what I said, shits instead of stairs. <laughs> Whatever, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> so she's here with actually something genuinely important to say that could change everything. And Sam's like, uh, sorry, lady, but men are doing important work over here. So just uh, sit in your corner and let's give your baby book to the baby. And we first got to look at the, the baby's growing up, isn't it? <laughs> the, the, the guy. Is that giving us some sense of timeline? I don't know. They said something about, someone mentioned something about, oh, yeah, I met that person a couple of years ago. And I was like, a couple of years, a couple of weeks? I don't know. <laughs> I can't get my head around it. But that means there's something really important in that book that little Sam Jr. is playing with. So let's hope he hasn't crayoled all over it. Oh, if Sam Jr. has drawn a dog over important stuff. Well, he was right next to the fire. Oh. And I was just imagining the baby just tearing the page out and throwing it in the fire as a joke. Thank God it did not happen. Well, I mean, but yeah, so in there. The is, secrets. There's, it's literally the smoking gun that proves that Jon Snow is actually the rightful king of Westeros. Holy crap. Because Daenerys was always second in line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Maesters had access to this information always. Oh, but, you and know, the, the Maesters. What is oh. with the Maesters? Aren't they supposed to embody progressive thinking and, and knowledge and this whole library when they're all just a pack of dicks? Oh, they're so slow moving. So small-minded and annoying. So incremental. What? Why? And I love when um, they're like, oh, is that the young lad whose father and son were just roasted alive? Have some fucking tact, yeah, mate. I haven't, I haven't told him yet. He's a good kid. Yeah. Uh, how do you bring that one up, hey? Hopefully he'll run away in the night and I won't have to. <laughs> oh, man. Lot happening. This, now, so, this is really great. It's a really. I thought this episode was really good, even though there wasn't a huge battle scene or what have you. I just I loved seeing all the pieces move, and I loved how different characters, different skills came important in different ways. Um, so, like, Tyrion being able to say, hey, I can get to Jamie, and that can get us to Cersei, and then Davos being able to say, well, I can smuggle you in, everyone having little different pieces of little different puzzles, and you're slowly seeing them all begin to interlock. I really like that. It was awesome. And Jorah's return. Which, did you notice how <laughs> when he was hugging with Daenerys, they did, like, a close-up on John? No. And I couldn't tell if John was like like perturbed or annoyed, like, oh, who's this guy? I didn't realize this guy was in the picture. Or if John just always has like resting brooding face. Yeah. Because <laughs> he was a bit like, Well, you can't see me on a podcast, but he was a bit like this. Yeah, a bit like a bit non- what's going on. Yeah, here? a bit nonplussed, a bit suspicious. Ugh. How's this guy turned up? I was I was making good game with this one. Initially, but, um, when, when Jorah walked into the scene and Khaleesi saw him, at first I, I laughed out loud because it was like, oh, no, how, I sent you on an impossible mission. What the <laughs> hell are you doing back here? How? Oh, crap. But then she showed some real affection for yeah, him. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, and a lingering hand on the chest there. Mm, it was, she... And then the goodbye at, down on the, on the beach. I don't know. I think it was more affection. I don't, I don't know. know. It felt like that, didn't it? He's super old, man. I know, and he's so useless he's... to her. He's not going to get her a crown. Wow. Yeah, I know. I felt the same way. I was a bit like, well, maybe she's just like... But she doesn't do that to anyone else, so... Nice what... to have an old friend back. Are we going to say we're undecided? Because... I don't think... I don't I don't ship them at all, Dino. I'm calling affection, because mm. she doesn't do that to anyone. Yeah. Um. 
Now, uh, the White Walker hunt. What a cool idea how this has come up. I said to you, actually, we um, I caught up with you last night and I'd watched the episode and you hadn't. And I said oh. to you, mate, the final, the final scene is so sick because it sets up the next episode. And it's so badass. And it's great. It's almost like a genre thing, like a heist movie. It's like, we're going to put the ga- gang back together. Yeah, we got the drunken wizard. We got the crazy guy we, uh, with the scars on his face. We got burnt face boy. We got burnt face boy. We got uh, the kid who's been missing for ages, but he's got a mad hammer. Oh. Right? Like all this stuff. We're going to all get together. The smuggler's going to get us in. It's going to be mad. And they're, they're on this mission. We could sit around saying how stupid the idea is to go and capture, capture a zombie. And I love it the idea. It's, well, it's proof. That's, as John said, that's how he first found out about it. Mm. It makes sense. But it's kind of cool. It's like this ragtag bunch of misfits banding together to steal a dead person and get them out. It's like the Fellowship of the Ring. Meets Weekend at Bernie's. Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> it's so... Freaking cool. Yeah. I hope all of them get to shine in their own individual capacities. And I'm so happy that Gendry came back in time for it. He's a cool kid. I like him. When I first saw that hammer, I thought that looks like a useless, blunt Power Ranger instrument. You know? (laughs) Nothing real to it. That's what the dud one gets. uh, The power of heart. (laughs) Yeah. And then those two... And by the way, you know the two uh, guards he's forced to kill on the shore? So they... Yeah. Um, why are they always idiots, the nameless, nameless guards? Did you also notice that one of the actors in it is one of the guys from Big Train? No. Kevin Eldon, um, pretty solid British comedy performer, who last season had a completely different role. Oh, okay. He was one of the actors oh. in jo- and the theatre performance in Bravos that no, Aria was hanging out with. Isn't it possible he had a, a career change? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's not like he died. Didn't, la- didn't last long for him, did it? Maybe he did like a role last year. Like, like, hey, man, we love your comedy. We're going to cast you in Game of Thrones. Oh, awesome. Yeah, you're playing an actor who doesn't really do much. And he's come back this season and gone, look, I want a better role. Can you you make me a a soldier? Can I get a gory death? Yeah, all right, we can do that. Weird. um, I knew that Gendry was coming back. I didn't know, but I suspected because I heard that there were photos of him in Belfast. Mm. Um. And everyone was like, was he just visiting the set to catch up with his mates or was he actually in it? Mm. Turns out he's in it. Um, but it was kind of cool because I, I was like, what's Davos up to? And then the second I saw the blacksmithing, yep. I was like, oh, it's Kendry. Kendry's back. He's thinner and like he was never Tougher. chunky. Yeah. He's, he's looking good. Yeah. And um, I love that line where Davos was like, oh, I thought you'd just been rowing your boat this whole time. Because it's such a good bit of fan service. Because there's all the jokes about, like, what's Gendry doing? Still bloody rowing. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a good... I like that. I like a little bit of humour like oh, that. Oh, Sir Davos was on fire. What about, don't mind me? I've, oh, only, I've only lived... stayed alive all my whole bloody I've life. I've only lived to a ripe old age. Yeah, Funny I know. Stuff. He's Yeah, he's really coming into his own. Hey, getting back to the guard bit when, uh, before Tyrion rocked up and they were forced to commit murder, mm. initially he just kind of talked his way out of it. Yeah. Welcome to the show, Erection Crabs. <laughs> How good! <laughs> Gotta get some fermented crab into you. <laughs> that was awesome. Yep. Love uh, that. Yeah, and then, again, it was another great example of Davos, just like his skill set and yeah. what he's capable of. He's a you charmer. know, that's it. He's a he's a smuggler. He knows what he's doing and he knows how to, to wheel and deal. And he had the fermented crab ready to go. You can imagine them boating in and it just stinking on this boat. And Tyrion being like, why do we need fermented crab? It's a cover story. It's a great cover story. Fermented crab. It'll work a treat. Like, would you believe that? If you were like about to rock up on a death-defying mission and this guy's just got two 
barrels of like hot crab. <laughs> hot crab. I, it, it'll work. This is my secret weapon. Really? I mean, this guy's bringing along a giant hammer to whack people's heads in. What are you bringing? Crab. Crab. Trust me. And it got him out of jail. Well, almost. It almost did. I love that we're going to see that bomby knocker in, in the hammer in, in use. So, obviously, it was great to see John and Gendry catching up as if it was Ned and that was Robert. Lovely, wasn't that it? was kind of cool. But um, I, I what was really cool and about the Warhammer was, um, if you remember from season one, the Warhammer was Robert Baratheon's weapon of choice. Right. Okay. So when he killed Prince Rhaegar yes. uh, at the Trident, and that's how the Targaryen dynasty was destroyed, right? By that, via a hammer. Yeah, so he killed Prince Rhaegar and Jaime killed Mad King Aerys, and that's how the Baratheon Lannister family got to the throne together. Right. Cersei and um, Robert getting Robert. married, yep. right? Um, he killed Prince Rhaegar with the hammer at the Trident River, the Battle of the Trident. Ooh. So he's quite famous for this uh, war hammer. So when Gendry was like, oh, I've got, he said, do you have a sword? And Gendry was like, I've got my own weapon. I was like, yes. Oh, no. And when he got it out, and if you have a look on the side, it has like um, deer antlers sort of styled into the metal because Robert Baratheon's sigil for their house was yeah. the stag. Yeah. That's really, really cool. Yeah. So it was a great, another really good little nod to say, like, I love your dad. Mm. Yeah. And then so when the two of them were sort of palling around and John's got the sword with the wolf on it, like, you know, they're both bastards, but they both love their dads. Yeah. I oh, love that was that. really cool. And how Gendry just didn't lie from the start. He's like, bang, I'm this guy. No messing around when Sir Davos brought him to Jon Snow. I really loved how he was ballsy. He was really ballsy. And uh, that's maybe his skill set. Yeah. You know? He's like a hammer. He's blunt. He's to oh, the point. I like it. Yeah. So the major things that have happened, a potential ceasefire with Cersei and Daenerys. Yeah. So I think Cersei, it's interesting because it, Pen- like, it, like, it seems like Daenerys is the one who's losing out here, even though she's winning the battle because Jon's getting what he wants which is safety for the North. Mm-hmm. And Cersei's getting what she wants, which is not being destroyed by dragons. Mm-hmm. Whereas Daenerys is kind of caught in the middle and just being like, yeah, all right. Yeah, there's there's bigger fish to fry. Okay. She's playing a long game, I guess. Mm. But this death squad is the most exciting thing to come out of this episode. Oh, man. And it's going to be next week's episode. Oh, it is. Um. And I just hope it's awesome. Like I, like I said, I hope each of them... I hope they do it like a heist movie. And I hope they all make it out alive, but, you know, the, the show will tell you that not everyone's coming back from that. Well, look, it's the second last episode of the season, mm. which is normally, like, the episode. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I reckon someone will die. And, look, let's face it, there's a few in that group who, if they died, you would feel awful, yeah. but it wouldn't ruin the plot. No, it wouldn't. Like but- Lady Elena dying, like Hodor dying, you kind of go, oh, that sucks, sucks so much. But at the same time, life goes on. And you Whereas if feel Tyrion something. died or Jon Snow died, you'd go, yeah. oh. So maybe Jorah or the Hound? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that'd be sad. But I, I think the Hound still has to face off with his brother. I think they're keeping those two alive for that. Oh, not the big red guy then. Mm. Not our favourite wildling. Actually, yeah, he might. No, he hasn't hooked up with Brienne yet. That's true. Maybe you want closure on that. I reckon then it's Jorah. Because you know what? The tender goodbye. Yes! With Daenerys. You called it. The tender goodbye. Bang. Jorah yes. is not going to make it back from the death squad. Yeah, yeah, because of the tender goodbye. You're so right. Yeah. That's what that was. It That's wasn't what affection. That w- it wasn't affection. It wasn't romance. Yeah. That w- Brilliant detective skills. Thank you. Thank you.
So the only other thing we haven't, I need really help, a lot of help with is Arya and Littlefinger. What's yeah. happening there? Yeah. So a few a few episodes ago, um, Littlefinger found out that Maester Lewin, who back in season one was the Maester of Winterfell, mm-hmm. kept records of every letter sent in and out. Okay. Um, and Littlefinger was a bit like, oh, he was a bit like, oh, oh, really? You could sort of see. At the time, I thought it was because that meant that there was evidence of Littlefinger's schemes. And he'd want to cover them up. He'd want to cover them up. So maybe like, he'd go, yeah, that's it. Like, like set the room on fire. And that way no one can ever know that he was plotting to undermine, say, Ned Stark. Yep. Uh, that was my hunch. I think I was wrong because what he's doing, or maybe he does think that, but he's, what he's doing right now is he's using it as a weapon. He's using the what's written on these parchments as a weapon. Information. Yeah. So what he's done is he's tricked Arya into, quote, discovering, end quote, his message. And what was that message? So it was from Sansa. Mm-hmm. You can see on the bottom it was signed by Sansa. Yep. Um, it was the message that she sent to Rob Stark, her brother, mm-hmm. when he was king in the north. Yep. Saying, um, I'm safe and sound, married to Joffrey, come and bend the knee to so Cersei. A, a clear luring trap message that he doesn't want out there. Yeah. And the reason she sent that was because Cersei told her to. Said, write it down and send it to your brother. Come on, you want to marry Joffrey, don't you? Come on, send it. Um, and when Rob got it, if I remember correctly, he wasn't fooled by it. Yeah. I think the quote at the time was, it's Cersei's words, but Sansa's pen. Right. And um, Littlefinger is behind all that. Well, Littlefinger now can obviously sense... Littlefinger loves chaos. Remember? Chaos is a ladder. Yeah. He loves chaos, yeah. right? So he wants to... Now that John's away, he sees Sansa. You know, he doesn't think she'd be a great ruler. He reckons she'd be a better wife. So... And now Arya's turned up. And they've still got this sort of sibling rivalry. Mm. It's easy to go like, oh, I'm so happy the Starks are back together. But remember, like, Arya and Sansa did not get along. Like, they're Sansa so, just so wanted... To, yeah, Sansa wanted to do her needlepoint and just be a lovely lady and marry beautiful Prince Joffrey. She's a bit of a brat, wasn't she? And Arya, meanwhile... Like, remember, Arya wanted Sword to play swords with the butcher's boy. Yeah. And then the um, Sansa's wolf ended up getting killed. Because Arya made hers run That's away. Right. So they really weren't the best of friends. Yes. So imagine teenage sibling rivalry, but one of them is trained to be a deadly assassin. Oh, no. Like, that's going to be... Like, think... Any parent out there, think of what your little girl was like when she was Arya's age. Yeah. Teenage rebellion, sibling rivalry, but she's also trained to be one of the most lethal killers in the land. Yeah. And she can swap faces and she knows how to pick locks and all this stuff. And this explains why their embrace was nice, but not super warm. Not what everyone was hoping, because we haven't seen them together, except for on their Twitter accounts, where they're the best friends in the whole world. That's adorable. Like Macy and Sophie are like the BFFs to end all BFFs. We've forgotten that in the show, they actually were chalk and cheese. Yep. Um, and a so, shout out to Littlefinger because Arya is quite the stalker, but what he did was um, <laughs> D- double stalked. 
He double stalked her, man. Okay, full disclosure. I was here when number one, Dean was watching the episode and he shouted out double stalk. And number two, when he sat and made that on, double stalk <laughs> on his little radio computer. <laughs> He double stalked, and I love the move. <laughs> it was great. Oh uh, yeah, so that's what he's done. Basically, is now uh, Aria, because remember Aria's like, why aren't you sticking up for John? Yes. So now she'll be like, you, you're you, sus. You've always been. Um, I'm glad you're bringing all this Lannister. up because yeah. you're right. So many people just assume that. They're back together and they were perfect. Mm. They weren't perfect. And this is wonderful. I think um, as well, the writers or the producers or whatever have um, realised that with the internet, anyone can freeze frame on anything. (laughs) So now they're just putting stuff up. And um, what they do is they actually put the letters up on the HBO website after the episode as well. Cool. So they've just gone, people are going to figure this stuff out. Yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting. I think there are some things where we could roll our eyes a bit, like Jamie swimming out of the water. I mean, what a what a kick he must have to, to swim up. It's literally impossible. Yeah, That's still- why the Greyjoys don't fight with armor on. Did you know that? The, that? They, they don't fight with armor on. Sounds like a setup to a joke. Why doesn't a Greyjoy fight with armor <laughs> on? Um, no, because then if they fell off their boats, they would sink. Oh, okay. But so- they are nautical people. Unlike the Lannisters. Correct. So that's why you'd assume in the books, it's like if you fall off a boat in armour, you die. Yeah. yeah. So it's really <laughs> dumb. Um, but we're going to overlook it. That's because it. It's you the, just roll with it. It's the greatest damn show that ever lived. <laughs> Shame. Right. That was the wrong sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you is. have like a Game of Thrones? Is this legal? Yeah, all right. Is this legal? Are we allowed to do this? No, I normally play us out with royalty-free Game of Thrones theme music. Quick, kill it now. <laughs> Seven <Great>. seconds. <laughs> Oh, it was uh, tough. We almost got sued by HBO. Can't wait to see the Death Squad in action. Oh, it's going to be so good. I'll meet you again next week.